0: Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: This is The Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things vice. I'm Jesse Maiko. Today, we'll discuss Facebook's testimony on Russian meddling, a judge's block of Trump's trans-military ban, And we'll hear from VICE's Danny Oakes on the benefits of working out in the workplace. It's Wednesday, November 1st. Ever wish you could take a workout break in the middle of your workday? Well, it turns out it's a really good idea, and there's science to back it up. Tonic had Danny Oakes explain why exercising with other people, especially on the job, could be the change we've all been hoping for.
0: So it's okay to start telling your boss that you should work less and work out more. According to the latest research, working out at work with your coworkers actually helps improve your health and your workplace productivity. Oxytocin is the reason why. This neurotransmitter, the forgotten cousin of serotonin, endorphin, and dopamine is behind all human bonding, and it's the reason why parents love their kids and we love our animals. Working out with other people raises the presence of oxytocin in our body. In 2005, British researchers reported to the American College of Sports Medicine that co-workers who worked out together were much more tolerant after a workout. So some of the easiest things that you can do at work to stay healthy um, is start your own little run club. Push-ups, squats, burpees, lunges, anything bodyweight. As long as you're doing some form of activity that's intense enough to break a sweat for about 20 minutes, then you will get the benefits of the actual workout and also the oxytocin that will bond you together and make you a much stronger team one more incredible benefit of working out with other people. It actually makes you feel less pain. In a study published in the Royal Society's biology letters, researchers suggest that our pain thresholds are actually increased when we're working out with other people at the same time. We're made to move. So our current lifestyle where we're sitting in front of screens all day with bad posture, goes very much against our biology. Thousands and thousands of years ago as hunter-gatherers, we were constantly on the move looking for our next meal. So to be sitting at a desk all day really flies in the face of what we're designed to do. All the research and all the evidence suggests that having uh, vigorous physical activity in our lives helps keep us healthier for longer and also happier and less depressed.
1: To watch Tonic's explainer called The Benefits of Working Out at Work, go to vice.com. And here are the headlines. Executives from Facebook, Twitter and Google head to Washington this week for a round of questioning from congressional panels on the disinformation and Russia-linked political ads that flooded their platforms during the 2016 election. The hearings, which start Tuesday afternoon, come just a day after the special counsel investigation into Russian election meddling, netted two indictments and a guilty plea from former Trump campaign officials, setting the stage for an even deeper reckoning over how the Kremlin sought to sway the presidential contest. But just how bad was Russian influence on social media during the election? Facebook disclosed that around 126 million people, about one-third of all Americans, received Facebook content created by Russia between January 2015 and August 2017. Facebook general counsel Colin Stretch said 29 million US users received free Russian content, which then spread through shares and likes. Twitter has also estimated more than 36,700 accounts on their platform that were linked to Russia had pumped out election-related content. These numbers show a far greater reach than either social network initially told the public. And on Monday, a federal judge blocked key components of President Trump's memo barring transgender people from serving in the military. Judge Colleen Collar-Codley of the Federal District Court for the District of Columbia found no evidence to support the administration's justification for the ban, which is likely unconstitutional. She ruled that the administration's ban is based on, quote, disapproval of transgender people generally. The effect of the judge's order is to, quote, revert to the status quo, which allows trans troops to join or serve openly in the military, a policy enacted by the Obama administration in 2016. However, troops can no longer receive federal funding for sex reassignment surgeries. All right, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. For more news and culture, check out vice.com. And tune in again tomorrow for another Vice Guide to Right Now.